Thought Bubble Audio. Up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles! Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves swinging about town. It's the one, the only... Frank Ramblings, how are you today? Hey, hey. I am swinging about the streets of New York City and uh, uh, Shazam. (laughs) Um, uh, Frank Ramblings could be an alter alter ego name. Maybe it is. Well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't your real last name. Frank Ramblings, your real last name. Um, So... Um, no, it's just like, uh, it's just like, you, you're like Frank Ramblings by day. Um, by night, you are the clanging echo or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the clanging echo. I don't know. I was trying dun, to think dun, of something. They would name something like, like a stup- some stupid superhero name from the 1940s. <laughs> and they wouldn't have, this is like not a good, like not a good name. Like why? Why would, why would you decide that, that like. The erect lumbar, like, <laughs> like, why? <laughs> what? What even why? I don't know, lumbar. but you know those heroes uh, exist. I mean, yeah. the wizard, which is a real one, okay. but you All know, right. like, you know, oh, wild, so stu- wow. so stupid. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, what are you uh, drinking today? I am drinking uh, a a lovely New England IPA from the Stoneface Brewing Company. It is their full clip New England. IPA, um, and it is a a nice uh, balance of hops and malt. It's pretty hoppy. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's quite hoppy. Mm. Um, but uh, but I enjoy it a lot. I, I like Stoneface. Drinking it. It, it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I I happen I I happen to be hopping while I drink it. Yeah. No. I I like Stoneface a lot. They're they're uh, my local uh, brewery, and uh, I have come to enjoy their beer quite a bit. So nice. full clip New England IPA. Nice. Um, Frank, just, uh, I'm still working through a cold, mm. so I am, I'm still drinking a tea this time, switched it up, drinking a green tea mint, Ooh. you know, got to keep my breath fresh for you on the microphone, um, you know, because we have smell of microphones now. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, that. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. These are smell Technology podcasts. has come so far, episode to episode. It's it's amazing. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm working on a cold, um, which I've had for a little while. So, um, but anyway, um, so I'm drinking some tea, 
um, as I want to do every. Sometimes I feel like you could link my cold episodes together from like season to season. Be like, oh, Tim's <laughs> drinking tea, must have a cold, right? <laughs> um, it's part of the Tim so cinematic is, unit pod, pod, podcast. That's right. So universe. now, now, so now you can mark it. Whatever episode number it is, up here starts the next cold wave. Sure, sure. Drinking a drinking a cold tea. Actually, I'm drinking a hot tea for my cold. I'm not making much sense, Frank. <laughs> madness out here it is madness out here the multiverse of madness indeed it is frank now i'm so so glad that you said that because um you and i have not actually had the chance to talk spider-man no way home that's true um and so i know that came out in whatever month it came out December. december more than likely um but it was recently released for like streaming video Mm -hmm. just just this week and i said to myself frank because that's what I call myself in my head. That's Frank. Hmm. We should really talk to Frank about this. So you call me and your okay. Um, all right. Uh, that's something for you. Should you mention that to your therapist? Just, just... I was okay. you. Yeah. I yeah. was you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a that's a deep cut that no one in, will get. In, in joke for, that is a very in joke in, for us from ten years um, ago. So yeah. So for context. In the movie Les Miserables, um, Hugh Jackman is um, Jean, Jean Valjean, and he goes to the bishop's house, and that bishop is played by none other than the original Jean Valjean from from the Broadway production of Les Miserables. Who's Cole Wilkinson. Me. Cole Wilkinson, thank you. Um, and so there's this there's this still of the movie where the, the bishop is just staring at Hugh Jackman, and he just, the joke just became, I was you. Yeah. And I just... It just pops in my head every so often. So lovely. <laughs> Such a great joke. Great throwback. Great throwback. Wow. Indeed. Yeah. Speaking of throwbacks, Frank. Yes. Spider-Man No Way Home is just nostalgia-ridden popcorn fun. Yeah. Um, and I like you liked it. Tell me, tell me about your experience oh, in this movie. So you and Brent did a great job covering covering this movie because I I couldn't be here. Uh, when uh, when the movie first came out, so I was so glad to hear you guys talk about it. But I didn't get a chance to talk about it um, with you myself. And oh, I absolutely adored this film. I mean, I I'm so glad it's out on digital because I've been I've been dying to rewatch it um, ever since it it first it first landed. This movie made me laugh. It made me nostalgic. It it made me sad. Um, it 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 runs the gamut, right? I mean, it 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 does. All the things that uh, Marvel films do so well, um, and it it did it uh, with so much heart and so much uh, like I I felt like I was watching. I feel like I learned that I have been watching one continuous Spider-Man story being told in the theaters for twenty years, and I didn't know it until now. Like it was only yeah. made clear now that we've been watching one continuous story, and obviously, you know, they didn't design it that way, right? The whole way through, but they, but they capped it off with this movie in such a way that it made the whole thing from from two thousand one to twenty twenty one feel like one big uh, story that culminated uh, in No Way Home. I think that it's actually its largest strength, and uh, and I think. I think it's largely strength that that the every character actually has a purpose and they're not simply there um to be 
nostalgia. I mean, which is part yeah. of it. But they're they're there for narrative purpose, and that's to teach Peter something, and that's all Peter's. Um, and yeah. I think that, and it resolves dangling issues from each of their threaded stories, their web threaded stories. Hey. Um, and, uh, and I think that is what I was kind of hoping for. And more importantly, um, well, I can't remember if I said this when, when Brent and I were, were speaking, but every, every Marvel, um, Spider-Man movie is about Peter, um, needing a mentor. Mm. right you know mm -hmm. finding something like he you know it's tony um and then it's um and then it's um nick fury uh and and so by the time that we get and in some ways it's it's doctor strange a little bit uh here yep. but by the time the film ends it is literally himself yes that you know like teaches it, it, like the final lessons that he needs along with may yep. um and i think that is what is so perfectly vital about the mentorship of spider-man through these things where he was always searching for the father figure um that he was absent not realizing that two things one that it's the spoilers for far like no way home you yeah. know yeah we're past that point but um nice. the um that it, he was searching for the father figure not fully grasping that it's actually the mother figure in May yeah. that was like giving him the goods that he really needed, which I really liked, but then also himself, just the, the affirmation of himself. Like at the end where he's like, I got to tell you guys that like, I like, I love you. Like in they're like, I know they're like, we know it's like, you're us. It's like, we know mm -hmm. it's okay. And so they're not just each other. There's friends. So like, there's like Peter, like it finally accepts himself. Because he like that's something Peter Parker never does well is accept himself for who he is. He's got pretty low self esteem as far as um, as far as people go, mm -hmm. um, and I just really liked that. It was almost like one really long conversation in the mirror. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. It, it I I love the way this movie um, takes Peter from high school kid to competent adult you know it it actually i mean and and we've seen him make this transformation over the last several years um you know since we've been watching the tom holland peter parker grow up um but this was such a payoff to that and the we've seen him go through all of these stages you know with with tony and then happy and and uh, and then losing May the way he did and and uh, learning that lesson from the other Peters um, that, you know, revenge isn't going to isn't going to make you feel better. And that, um, you know, that that he kind of learns from them honestly how important may is is to to him um mm -hmm. by by how important she is to them um and that making that sacrifice that he makes at the end of the at the end of the movie to give up his relationships with everyone um for their own protection he's grown so much from from the sort of um you know he wasn't whiny he wasn't like you know power converters like uh, uh, to to, mm -hmm. to that extent but he was immature he was an immature teenager as you would expect a teenager to be and now he is um 
the all the experiences that he's been through um from from civil war to end game to to now um have really built up and have uh have made an impact on him and have shaped who he is today yep i yeah i uh, completely agree and i like that this there's this thread of it's always the Green Goblin, yeah. in no matter what multiverse or what version or what universe that the, it's always the Goblin that enacts this kind of change for Peter because obviously it's Willem Dafoe's for Tobey Maguire, um, and then it's Dane DeHaan's in the Amazing Spider-Man, and then it's Willem Dafoe again, yeah, um, in this one. So it's like the Star Treks, you know, of Green mm. Goblins. Like it's good, it's bad, it's good, it's wonderful. Um, so the next Green Goblin, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Let's just get it out of the way so we can move on to another odd number, right? Correct. Exactly. Um, and I, um, I, well, I guess technically Harry counts as the second one. Oh, yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Mm, mm. Shoot. That threw off my, my brilliant plan. Because <laughs> Dayton Hans was not good. But anyway. Yeah. Um, but I, I like that they've all learned of a similar lesson about responsibility through the green goblin sure. and through the terror that, that he enacts in their lives in certain ways, because like he has taken from each of them something like he basically, he took Peter's innocence away in some way. And for Toby Maguire, he took Gwen yep. away uh, in some instances for, for Andrew Garfield. And he took may away here. Um, and so what I think is really powerful, you said this is not about revenge, right? Mm-hmm. This is vengeance this is vengeance streak in Peter in this one because of what Goblin has done. But I loved that it's Toby Maguire's or Peter Two, I guess. Um it's um Peter Two's um is what stops him at the end because it, he's he's the mature he's the ultimately the maturest of them mm. and because he's the eldest. And so he's like the older brother who's like, Nope, I've thought about this, been down this road. And like, you think about like, um, Spider-Man three with the symbiote suit and he like attacks Harry in his house. And so like that Peter two has done stuff, mm. you know, similar to what, um, has come close to what Peter one is going to do. And this, uh, it's redemption of past actions for everybody. It's just a really powerful message. And, you know, like forgiveness is a, um, forgiveness is not about forgetting and forgiving it, but it is about, it's not about forgetting, but it is about forgiving. And it's like, it's, yeah, it's not yeah. about, it's not about moving on, um, from that pain. It's about moving on and not forgetting the pain, but moving away from the pain. And, and I, I just think that's, I think that's a good message because the world that we live in, but also like a lot of young kids see these movies, obviously. Of course, yeah. And so I think it's really important to watch. I think it's important to watch Spider-Man really grieve, really feel, and then ultimately decide to walk away from that pain Mm -hmm. and choose life instead. That's very good. That's a great, that's a good message. And I like that it's, basically himself that gets him there um and so somebody that could have easily looked at you know willem like you know willem defoe's green goblin and like said like no he deserves it or whatever Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. peter one said peter two says like i thought 
I thought about trying to cure him for a, a long time. You know, no, and that's that's the maturity of he was ready to duke it out in the first Spider-Man movie in 2002. Mm-hmm. He was ready to fight, you know, but maybe there were other ways to yeah. to solve that problem. He is he is learning. I mean, yeah, he he literally learns with great power comes great responsibility, right? And they 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 held on to that um they held on to that lesson until this movie. And I love that this time around, I can't remember if you and Brent mentioned this at the time, but uh, this time around, they actually say it exactly the way it is in the comics. With great power, there must also come great responsibility instead of with great power comes great responsibility, right? The actual uh, verbatim phrase that, that is from the original uh, comic is how is how Aunt May says it this time. I actually didn't know that. Um, I, that's I didn't I I didn't realize that there was a, a paraphrase of it in the first one. Yeah, um, yeah. That's... Yeah, because I know there's a paraphrase of it in the second one. Yes, in Amazing Spider-Man, um, and so, uh, and it's interesting that Garfield's Spider-Man says that, like, oh yeah, Uncle Ben said that, mm. but Uncle Ben also says that your father had a saying. Yeah, that's and this right. Is what it was, you know, that's right. He believed this, you know, he believed that you had the responsibility to do good if you had the power, whatever the whatever his thing is, and so. Um, but I like the the resonance of Uncle yes. Ben, Uncle Ben, Aunt May. Um, it's good stuff. Um, it's really strong. People talk about um, so much focus has been on Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire that I feel like Tom Holland's performance kind of gets left in the dust a mm. little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. it's like it's a, it's his best outing as Spider Man, not in terms of just the film, but him as an actor and a character. Yeah. I feel like he he. Part of it is the maturity of the character that has brought him to this place, but yes. I, I think this movie gives him the biggest range. Um, yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the, this level of, uh, you know, tragedy that, that he goes to. I mean, he's, he lost Tony before, but this is a whole other level, right? Yeah. Um, and and this level of self-sacrifice, um, you know, saying goodbye to to MJ and Ned and then choosing not to disturb their lives because he thinks that that they've um that they're better off without him um is a there's a maturity to it there's also a you know like you know hey they they told you what they wanted you know they, they there was a piece of me that was like yeah but they 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 wanted they wanted you to I mean MJ really was like like you'll find me right you'll find me like like uh, she was really effusive about it and he kind of doesn't doesn't in a sense, doesn't respect those wishes, but but I guess um, he does it for the he does it for the right reasons. So that's the Peter Parker way, though. And yeah, I think true. that's what's so important about Peter is that he he is going he will bear the weight of the world on his shoulders. That's yeah, the, yeah. That's like there's there's something always very rich about a melancholy ending to a Spider-Man story. Yes. Um, because like that's how it starts out. Like you know, like. He goes after his uncle's killer, but at the end of the day, his uncle has still died at the hands yeah. of his killer. Something that he could have prevented. And so it's not to say that Spider-Man needs to be sad or morose all the time, but I think bearing the weight of responsibility makes a good Spider-Man story. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I, and this one, I mean, he doesn't full. I feel like he doesn't fully let them go in those last minutes where, like, he's like, there's the Spider-Man costume that he's. Um, mm. putting on or whatever else. There's two things 
on the desk, and one of them is the coffee cup from the place that MJ works, the donut shop. Yeah. But there's also the Emperor Palpatine Lego. Yep. You know, which is the recurring motif from his time with Ned. And so I like that they're, they are in some ways mementos. Maybe they'll come back around one day. But for for Peter, his story's not over yet because, like, he's accepted himself, but he's basically abandoned Peter Parker in mm-hmm. favor of Spider-Man at the end of this movie. So he's he is in reverse of how it would normally go. It's not Spider-Man no more. It's Peter no more. He's taken yeah. off his, like... Peter thrown that into the trash. Yeah, wow. How about that? Spider Man. And so, but what I think is what's so essential to Spider Man as a character is both of them. It's Mm. not, you know, like they're not, it's, I think superheroes, a lot of superheroes really need to be both, not all of them. Like Booster Gold is a character that is just who he is sure right you know like it doesn't matter about his secret identity wonder woman doesn't really matter about the secret identity it's just who she is but um even clark kent to an extent can get away with just being superman because like they really are one in the same yeah kind of in in a lot of ways like the goodness maybe because superman like is you know the comfortable clark sure you know like you know just to to be both um and so, but I think Peter spends so much time behind a mask, a full face mask, that he needs to take it off to under, to to really connect, to not get wrapped up in himself, which he can tend to do. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I would I'm I would like to see where they continue to go with this because I think he needs to re- I think he needs to reclaim Peter Parker. Yes, yeah, and and now he's in a he's in a. a position where like we've sort of he's got a blank slate right and we can tell a whole new a whole new bunch of adventures a whole new bunch of stories about peter parker in in college or as an adult or you know whatever however they decide to take it we've done the the high school thing and now we can move on to the next phase um and that and that can be with with mj and ned or not um i i hope it will be i hope that they'll be brought back in in some way but but they can go on and he can he can maybe do a movie or two without them and then and then bring them back in uh, into the fold right um yeah. there's unlimited possibilities uh for him at, at this point i have a wish list item that i would okay. like to see so there's this thing where like so ned has powers right mm. and so which is fun it's fine it's whatever sure um but he has this little moment with the other peters and he's like 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 oh my best friend my best friend tried to kill me, you know, and then like he died in my arms, you know, blah, 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 that whole thing. And his thing is like, Peter, I will never become a supervillain and try to kill you, you know, and this is when yeah, they know yeah. each other, right? Yeah. And so, like, but when Peter kind of rejects the notion of reestablishing those terms of friendship, that, that, that connection that he has with them, Ned's life is his own. But how interesting would it be for Ned to actually take a dark path mm-hmm. without Peter, without the presence of, of that friend? And so Peter would actually be needed. And so maybe there is a confrontation between the two of them. And Peter knows, and Ned doesn't. Sure. Right? Ned is unaware of that possibility. Um, and so when Peter does confront Ned, the supervillain, he's aware that may, like, or he, the thought then becomes, is this Uncle Ben all over again? Mm-hmm. If I had reached out the hand of friendship in that moment again, would they have been safer or would they 
or would they have like done this or would he have done this different path? That is the great um, philosophy of Spider-Man, right? The great debate, like what, what choice is better? Um, And I would like to see that because that would be right in line with stuff that happens to Peter all the time. Absolutely. Like the tragedy of Peter Parker, right? Like he, he, is and you know he's always sort of the down right on choice. his choice. Not always the right choice. Yeah. Or, yeah, or like you know, no good deed goes unpunished. Um, to put it mm. another way, like, yeah. Uh, and that's sort of the thing that most often happens to Peter Parker. That's the kind of luck he has. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. he does the right thing and still gets punished for it. It's a bummer. Yeah, a bummer of a uh, of a life. Um, were you? Were you excited to have Daredevil or Matt Murdock in the movie? Oh man, yes! You, I can't remember if you watched Daredevil or not. I, I did. Remember. I did. Yeah, yeah did. I watched yeah. all of Daredevil. Um, at at some points, I I was less enthusiastic about it than others, but I I no, I watched the whole thing and I was yeah, I was thrilled to see him. Um, and I just somehow didn't get spoiled on that, even though this was just a couple of weeks after. I I didn't see it right out right away. Um, I, I think I had to wait like a week or so before I was able to see it after it had been released. And this was right after Kevin Feige had been saying, oh, you know, if, if Daredevil ever shows up in the MCU, uh, it'll, it'll be, uh, uh, Charlie, uh, Charlie Cox, Charlie Cox. Thank you. Who plays him. And, uh, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. If that ever happens like that, that's, that's cool that he's saying that, but uh, didn't, didn't occur to me that he was saying it because he would be in this movie and I somehow didn't see spoilers for it online um so i was thrilled to see him i was like oh my god they actually did it they actually actually did it and that was before i had seen uh, hawkeye and and saw that uh that um kingpin uh made made an appearance in in that show too so like really really tight integration uh mm-hmm. of of daredevil into uh into the mcu uh continuity uh, so yeah, that, that, that was so, so, so cool. So, so cool. And I really, I really liked Charlie Cox, um, as Matt Murdock and, and was, was when they, when they made a reference to a lawyer, I don't know why it didn't occur to me. Like, obviously this is going to be the lawyer. I think we, we still in our brains live in the world where everything is separated. Separate. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, or we, like I said to somebody today, like you, we live in that, like, okay, the only superhero thing that we have is. Nick Fury starring David Hasselhoff and we got to watch it otherwise we'll never get anything again and so like when things like Matt Murdock is in the Spider-Man movie you're like no can't be can't be can't even though I've seen how many Avengers movies where they're all connected like this but there's still like something very lovely when things come to coalesce and come together like that right Um, Right. I read an interview with Charlie Cox where he said he went incognito to the movie theater oh nice to watch with his wife and his wife was filming him when his scene came on and the theater was silent nobody reacted yeah i've heard that from that was my experience um but my theater my theater erupted really um yes but i mean i went to like the three o'clock on a thursday you know so So those those are the the people yeah they they go because they don't want the internet ruining things for them yes and those are the people who are gonna who are gonna get it and we're gonna appreciate it. right uh that's cool that's cool yeah no people i I didn't there was not much reaction um not any reaction really um and uh uh which was which was too bad that, that excitement would have been cool that sucks for him though that he went and he was probably like okay here we go here it comes here it comes. nothing 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 nope come on, yeah. come on guys it is, it is kind of it is a bummer yeah. but yeah 
you know what? Maybe they'll discover the love that is Daredevil afterward. That's I, okay. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I hope someone uh, told them and uh, and that they decide to watch the <laughs> watch the series mm-hmm. um, now that it, it's coming to 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 Disney Plus and everything. I don't know if it's coming to. Is it coming to Disney Plus or is it just available for purchase? I'm not positive about that. Uh, my understanding is that it's coming to Disney. At, at first, it was announced that it was coming what? to Disney Plus in international markets, and uh, and I think afterwards it was confirmed that it's coming to Disney Plus in the U.S. as well. Unless Lovely. I'm very much mistaken. I mean, it's, it's so very seldom that you are mistaken, so I'm not positive. But uh, yeah, it, it's definitely. <sighs> I think it's the best Spider-Man movie since Spider-Man Two. Yeah, my, yeah, I, I agree. My... Ah, man, when the, when they, I mean, obviously we knew, we had heard that you know, and and, and seen photos, uh, set photos that that like Toby and, and Andrew were were going to be back, but until I actually saw them, I was sort of like I didn't let myself believe it until mm-hmm. I actually saw them, and when they came to those portals, it was just like, oh my god, they actually did it. They actually did it. This is actually happening. And then they didn't have tiny, I mean, they weren't cameos by any stretch, right? They were integral to uh, to yeah. Peter's growth. Um, yeah. a, lot of the, um, a lot of the people who were asked to come back, um, Willem Dafoe especially said, the, he's like, yeah, I'd love to come back if it's worth my time. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be like, here I am one second and then gone. Like, I would love to do it again. If it's a good part, yeah, and they were like, "Oh, it's a good part, baby." No, do we have a part for you? Yeah, you are literally the world's worst, yeah. and it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and I, I like that. I like that Toby and Andrew were just game, and they it was a wonderful bonding experience for all of them because, like, yeah. they are they are in a rare a rare tier all by themselves. You have three actors across different generations that have played Spider Man, but they're also all liked yeah what i find so fascinating that they are all well-liked spider-man for the Mm -hmm. you know like they're obviously naysayers for you know groups in each one but like you have these three guys who have different takes on a character because it's a, a good nice versatile character but um that they they can all present something different and not just because they've been in different movies but because they um because of their experiences and their age and they're um and it's just wonderful to have them all back again i read an interview where tom holland was like really jealous of andrew garfield's costume mm. because his had zippers in the gloves so he could take them off to use his phone in between like filming and and um, Tom's doesn't have that, so he had to use his nose to like poke the screen whenever he needed to use his phone. And it's like the little things like that just make me laugh. I, I just sure. like, I like that kind of thing. Um, what I like about their entrances, I can't remember if I said this with Brent too, is that like Andrew comes through as Spider Man, yeah, and mm. and and um, uh, Toby Toby Wire comes through as Peter, as Peter, yeah, it, because they're both sides. Of him, yeah, and I think that's so important. Like for Peter One's growth, sure. is that it's both. It's not just Spider Man that shows up. It's Peter and Spider Man, yeah. And I think that's like that's great. I think that's like it also tells you like where they are emotionally in their growth as characters. That yeah. like one is coming through as Spider Man and one is coming through as Peter. This is where they are in their lives, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I like that. I yeah. like that a lot too. Yeah. 
Uh, it, it was just such an like emotional ride uh, in in really in the best way. And I was I was thrilled. I was thrilled and I, I just couldn't believe it was such a treat. Like that's that's what it, it felt like such a treat to get to enjoy this movie. And like like I feel happy and and, you know, like just so it was so satisfying. It was just so satisfying to see an end for all these characters. And, and you know, I always uh, I always felt like the Andrew Garfield films were not my favorite Spider-Man films. I didn't particularly like them, but I never had a problem with him. Um, yep, I, I, I agree. always yeah. liked his Peter. I, I never had a problem with him. It was I, the movies weren't my favorite. The, the Toby movies, the first two. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, not a, not a controversial opinion. Like, I think that they're fantastic. Spider-Man one and two um, and the amazing Spider-Man one and two. Not not as much. But um, but but I'm so glad that Andrew got this payoff um, because yeah. I think his he deserved it. And Toby, certainly it was a thrill for me because he was, you know, my Spider-Man uh, in my teen years. And, and that mm-hmm. really was important to me. Um, you know, I was such a fan of those movies as they were coming out that to have this this payoff for him was um was huge so uh, that that's the thing that i felt most satisfied with was was the payoff for the legacy characters and um a a satisfying uh arc for for the the current peter and that he's set up for uh, adulthood in a way that feels earned and feels like a uh, a good jumping off point for whatever films come after this. Yep, I completely agree. I completely agree. Well, Frank, tell the people where they can find us mm. um, yeah. on the interwebs. Our website is beerwithgeeks.com. You can also find us at uh, thoughtbubbleaudio.com. That's the network where this show and many of our others live. Uh, you, uh, Our email address is beerwithgeeks at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at beerwithgeeks. Uh, you can uh, support us at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. Uh, at any dollar amount, uh, you can you can support this show and all the other shows on the network and help us keep making them. Uh, you can also support us by subscribing in any podcast app and rating and reviewing us in any podcast app, particularly Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Well, Frank, that was well, that was lovely. Well said, as always. Um, and it was great to talk to you, my friend. So until next time, cheers. cheers. <laughs>